first known rules of golf were drawn up in 1744 by the gentleman golfers of Edinburgh in Leith, Scotland. Since then, the game has changed dramatically. Golf courses, equipment, and not least the rules. So where do I go when I want to learn about the rules of the game today? Well, I go to the Golf Rules Questions podcast with Blakey and Roscoe, of course. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Golf Rules Questions podcast. Welcome to Golf Rules Questions podcast number 63 here with Blakey from Golf Rules Questions and Stuart, uh, my co-host, back again, putting yourself through this. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Happy to be here. Welcome aboard. Thank uh, you. You've been playing a lot more golf than I have lately. How's that going? Uh, okay. Played all right this morning. Just starting to get back into a bit of form. Um, no, all well, good. Very windy this morning, as you would know. Wow, just so windy affects the ball so much. But uh, no, all good. It's actually, you know, we've had a lot of rain here, and the wind actually dries out the course. Um, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and then you start getting if you if you don't get a, um, rain in between that sort of really dry wind. Um, you can start getting summer conditions pretty quickly back here. I was, I was surprised how dry the course was today, just having had a few days windy, no yeah. rain. I was really surprised how dry it was. And yeah, we're like I, first week of August. I know your uh, club captain quite well, and he is one of the best at uh, policies and procedures. Uh, what is the, do you know off the top of your head, the wind policy at uh, Gardner's Run? No, I don't. The, uh, the one at Spring Valley that we use is if the, there's a gust of wind um, at the nearby wind measuring place. Station. Wind station, which is at Moorabbin Airport, which is uh, just down the road. Um, if it gusts over 72 kilometres, um, then we must shut the course down for half an hour. Okay, so if it's a gust, it's not a constant 72, it just has to gust. Just one reading. Mm. One reading, and we have to close the course for 30 minutes, and then we haven't had a 72 gust for 30 minutes, then we can allow people to go back home and play. Mm. Um, Ray, if you're listening, um, let Stuart or myself know what uh, the wind policy is at Gardens Run. Roughly just for interest, that's around 45 miles an hour. Yeah, just, just for interest. Um, I'd be interested to know. So that, that is good. You know how I do um, kilometres in miles? I'm not very good at it, but uh, your five, five and eight is exactly the same. Five miles, pretty, eight Pretty close, is. yeah. So then 40, uh, four, 50 and 80, okay, that's pretty easy. So if you go 50, take away five, and then you'd have off the 80, you'd have to take away eight. So that's yes. 45, 72, gotcha. Very good. Um, do you have a quick, because you lived in the States for a while. Story quick, checks out. No, I just know it's 1.609344 is the conversion, commonly used as 1.61 or 1.6. What about, uh, have you got a quick conversion for Celsius and Fahrenheit? No, but I know there's an obvious one, and one involves the number 32. And That's right. 
Yeah, I don't know the number. I don't know off the top of my head. Is it six times nine divided uh, six? Uh, the number divided times six divided by nine plus thirty-two. Something. Like that. Anyway, this this is a textbook definition of digressing. Uh, yeah, well, let's get on to welcome back everyone. If we've, if we've still got you here, welcome back. Uh, but well, let's go on to the golfers' question of the week, uh, number sixty-two. Uh, do you want to reread that for us, Stuart? I will. So Fraser has a small stone located immediately behind his ball, which is lying in a bunker, knowing that he can remove loose impediments in the bunker. And after checking with his marker, if he agrees. Fraser reaches down to remove it, but upon grabbing the stone, it breaks into many pieces as it was actually a clump of sand, not a stone. And I asked, what is the ruling? And you and I have discussed this situation previously. We know that in a bunker, you can remove loose impediments, you can remove movable obstructions, and the rules even allow for you to even touch the sand a little bit in doing that, and there's no penalty for that. We know you can't test the sand, you can't test the condition, you can't touch the sand in a practice swing or even your backswing, you can't place the club on the ground before you're shot. I believe in this situation, Fraser would get the general penalty because his touching of that sand has potentially improved one of his conditions affecting the stroke. Um, and rule uh, covered under rule 12 in um, under bunkers, but also 8.1a, play the course you find it. You can't remove or press down sand or loose soil if it improves. And the key word being if it improves one of the cats, one of the conditions affecting the stroke. So I think Fraser in that situation would incur the general penalty, even though he thought it was a stone. Yeah, unfortunate for Fraser, but uh, probably, well, you can't really check. You just have to, you know, get down as quick, close as you can. And... Um, because when I say you can't check, well, if you do check and you uh, improve your conditions or create a potential advantage of the, the words used, um, then you've pretty much nailed yourself to the cross there. Uh, there was a situation with Rory. I think we covered it in an earlier episode, but there was a situation with Rory, Rory McElroy early on where he has... Uh, gone down, thought he had, was moving a stone and literally put his thumb and his forefinger, you know, around this and realised that this was just actually sand and not rocks. And he, at the time, he was penalised um, because it was difficult to understand what he was sort of trying to say happened. So the referee on the site just said, well, you know, from what the sounds of it, you're penalised. But then they... After the round had finished, they actually went, uh, you know, called up the USGA, and because of that change in the rules, where there's no penalty um, if you touch the sand, uh, then you know it's a bit. What I'm trying to say is a bit more lenient these days. So he. He'd gone in to test it, but he actually hadn't improved his, and they'd ruled that he hadn't improved his uh, lie. So, you know, he hadn't picked up the sand, which was difficult, uh, different to what Fraser did. And so they, they didn't, they took the penalty away from him, uh, removed that penalty and rescinded. And, uh, and he wasn't, wasn't penalised. But in this case, Fraser 
uh, has completely removed it from the area and definitely a potential uh, advantage uh, occurred. I remember when you teaching me about this under Rule 8 that, I mean, I could have my ball in play and I'm about to play it and I could walk two or three metres away and break a branch off a tree. But we know that you can't mend or, you know, bend or move or break all these things. But if it doesn't actually affect my stroke and it doesn't improve one of the conditions, I can break 10 branches. And there's no penalty for doing that. Um, it's got to it's got to be an improvement. There must be, as you just said, there must be an improvement um, made because of carrying out those actions. Yeah, I mean, if you go along, if you hit the ball down the middle of the fairway and you go along the side of the fairway and remove every boundary stake, uh, then you're a prick. <laughs> but you're not going to get penalised under Rule 8.1. You probably, uh, you know, you probably should be penalised under 1.3. The code of conduct, yeah, or something. Or 1.2 mm. for your behaviour. Mm. Uh, but... No, you're not going to get a stroke penalty under 8.1. No. Mm. So um, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, no. <laughs> don't do that. No. So, uh, yeah, there we go. GRQ OTW 62, good good one, that. Um, now, what have we had lately? What have we processed lately on the video square? The so square. the only videos since the last podcast was of Nelly Corder, one that's uh, got quite a lot of views. It's performed quite well. And this was at the Evian, Cham Evian Championship in France. We're on the final round. I can't remember the hole now, maybe the sixth hole early on where she's pushed the ball right, gone down into the sort of the path where the spectators are walking and a woman very excited about her souvenir, just picked it up, started to walk on as if nothing had happened. And uh, the video is quite funny to watch how I thought it was quite funny how the course marshal responded. Um, brilliant. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely brilliant. He wasn't what are happy. You doing? He was, you got to put that he probably, he probably said it in the Francais though as well, but you know, he probably, he wasn't, not, he was not happy. I wouldn't be and, happy. No. And, uh, you know, the spectator went from being very excited about a souvenir to being put back in her place, put yeah. back in the box. And, um, Anyway, so the ruling was, you know, you know, what happens to the ball? Um, an outside influence has moved. Anyway, you can talk about that. And also the referees getting together to work out the best estimate of where that ball was moved from. Yeah, well, I think you did my uh, the voiceover on that one. So, uh, you know, and and by all accounts, <laughs> that's why the video is doing a lot better than, uh, than the normal. <laughs> the, the sick of the drunk bearded guy seems popping up in the, in the corner. <laughs> That's not true. People so, don't know who's going to commentate when they click on the video. So, uh, yeah, but then they share it with their friends when they hear that they can actually understand what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty pretty good one, pretty easy one, that one. I think if most people watching it just going, what the hell is that lady doing? Who turns up to a golf tournament and doesn't actually, and actually, you know, moves the ball? Like, But, you know, that's from us that, have been to golf tournaments, um, so you know it's a it's pretty basic common knowledge. But maybe she was just like, "Oh, I'll go and have." Some. I don't even know if she'll ever turn up to the golf again. Um, <laughs> Not after dealing with the course marshal. And maybe maybe a lot of people would say, "Oh, that's good. We don't need the people like that." No, we need everyone there. But uh, yeah, you know, she just needed some education on what not to do and. She found that education by doing the wrong thing first. 
Um, but yeah, so ball rest move. Now that this was an interesting thing because she's actually put the ball back. She's replaced the ball, and as she was the one that moved it, um, she was allowed to replace the ball. Uh, but then they've obviously decided that she didn't through camera evidence. They decided that she hadn't replaced it in the right spot, and so they used camera evidence um, to allow Nelly to place it in the right spot. Who knows if that actually was the right spot or was the best spot for Nelly. Uh, <laughs> but if they didn't have camera evidence, well, they just, you know, the, the person has moved it. They've put it back in the place that they estimated that they'd moved it from. How could you get someone else to come along and know, correct get, the, mm. get the player to correct it when they believed it was correct in the first place? I, right. yeah, I would have found that funny if they had actually said, oh, well, that player, that person moved it and didn't put it back in the right spot. Well, how would you know? You know, the only people that would see where that ball would have come to rest, if there wasn't camera evidence, would be, I guess, the fan and the, and the marshal. Um, does the marshal go, oh, I'm, I'm adamant, I'm adamant. It wasn't in that divot. It was right there sitting up there nicely. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If, if a player came to me and said, we have evidence that this was moved. Uh, I want to move it back to where I was. So move back to, you know, yeah, move back to where. Oh, it was It was more over here. How, how do you know that? Uh, I just don't want to play it from there. <laughs> okay. You know, who moved it? That person. Who put it back? That person. And what evidence do you have that it was in any, any other spot? Uh, I, you know, someone said... Someone said it wasn't. Okay. Okay. Well, who was that? What was the deal? Can't understand what they're saying. It's in French. <laughs> so, no, no. It's, if, you know, if it happened in Australia. Okay. Well, how, how, you know, how convinced are you that it wasn't there? 100%. Great. Mm. Okay. Fine. We'll move it back. How convinced are you? Oh, 20%. Well, how do you go off 20%? Anyways, I'm rambling on. It would just be an interesting situation if it popped up in front of us. A uh, question without notice. Yeah. So Nelly's still 150 metres away. Ball comes to rest. Spectator picks it up. Course marshal, blah, 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 blah. Put it back. The person puts it back where they think it came from, where she picked it up from. Marshall's thinking that's not where she picked it up from. You know, it needs to be over there further. So the marshal now picks it up and moves it say 20 centimeters away then nelly rocks up spectator has disappeared nowhere to be seen course marshal goes i'm really sorry just letting you know you'll find out probably later but you know your ball came to rest spectator picked it up she put it back it wasn't in the right spot so i actually moved it i wonder what would then happen if um you know nelly has now been advised that in fact the person who moved it didn't put it back on the spot um, because we know about who can replace the ball back on the spot, certainly if it's been moved by an outside influence, and that course marshal is not one of those people. So I'm just putting, would that put Nelly then in a difficult position where she not knowing the rule, and she goes, oh, thank you, you've corrected that for me, thanks very much, I appreciate it. So it's, it's good now, is it? And the course marshal goes, yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely where it came from. Go, okay, thanks, and off she plays her shot. Would the committee afterwards go, sorry, Nelly, that's a one-stroke penalty? 
No, they they wouldn't. They'd uh, well, two shot penalty. Um, I thought because of being replaced by someone other than the two people allowed to replace it. Anyway, we'll find it out. But or have they placed it in the wrong spot? No, it's actually gone back in the right spot. It just hasn't been replaced by one of the people allowed to replace it. Um, well. Anyway, the question, whether it's one or two, would, it, would Nelly be in trouble there, potentially? Firstly, is it was it on camera? Did they get it on camera? You know, in your um, hypothetical, did they get yes, it on camera? Yeah, purely hypothetical. No, so it was just, you know, course marshal's gone, well, that's not where she picks it up from. The spectators run off embarrassed. Course marshal just picks it up and moves it to where she, he believes it's being picked up from, tells Nelly as Nelly now arrives to the scene, oh, look, just saying, you know, someone picked up your ball, they put it down, that's not where it... That's not where it was. So I actually just moved it back to where it was. Uh, you're good to go. Nelly goes, oh, thanks very much. Appreciate that. Um, but of course, as I said, Nelly hasn't replaced it, nor has the person who the outside influence or the person who moved it hasn't replaced it either. Someone else has replaced it. Anyway, I know that's a question with that notice, but I'm just wondering if Nelly would be pinged later for the balls being replaced by someone not allowed to replace it. And that'd be under 14.2. Yeah. Or maybe not. There. That is an interesting question. Because <clears throat> that would be very unfortunate for Nelly. You know, working with a volunteer, not a referee, but just a volunteer there, just doing their best and helping out. And um, who must what... replace ball? I'm just looking at 14.2B now. Yeah, if the player plays a ball that was replaced by someone not allowed to do so, the player gets one penalty stroke. So if the, cause if the spectator has put it back in where they think it was... Um, Move from move from and then the how that would be okay because they didn't know they've just used best estimate. They've estimated it yeah. yeah estimate where so it then was. so then when they put it back into that spot it's actually back in the correct spot when the course marshal moves it in my hypothetical yeah no no the when the, the spectator puts it back they've put it back in the correct spot because they've estimated it mm. But the course marshal then has moved it. Going, oh, that that wasn't where it was. It was just yeah. over there. So, effectively, and this is what I was trying to, what I was over. Oh, so you're leaning towards playing from a wrong place, or I'm leaning towards it's actually now in the correct spot. It's just been replaced by someone. Yeah, to do so. yeah, yeah, because because the the wrong the, where the fan um, replaced it to mm. is that now the right spot. Because they have estimated where it Correct. came to rest. Yeah. And someone else has come in, whether it be the course marshal or the referee using the so video now, evidence they've gone on. Right. Oh, that's, not, that's not right at all. So now it's back in the right spot. And then that marshal may be moving it back to the original spot. But is now is it now a wrong spot? It's actually place? now a wrong spot. <clears throat> There's a good hypothetical for you. I mean, and surely you. I mean, you know, the rules are penalising, I get it, but surely you couldn't penalise. I think I think in that case, and that's possibly what, you know, why you'd call in a referee, and then once the referee came in and found out, you know, how, how would we rule on that situation? I'd go, okay, so what happened? The, they'd put it back, um, and then I'd say to the marshal, well, how good an estimate was it where they put it back? Oh, it was only about 10 centimetres. Mm. I'd say, well... That's the new spot, and we have to replace it to there. And 
Um, you, the course marshal, could put it back, or Nelly could put it back, and you know that needs to be where it is. Or, you know, the, the course marshal goes, no, no, they just placed it over here, but that's ten meters away. I'd say, mm. well, that's not that's not a good estimate. Mm. Show me where it actually was <clears throat> moved, mm. and Nelly can put it back into that spot. Wow, I mean, you know, if if a fan moves it and then puts it down and no one sees it, no no one knows what happened, and now he and now he plays it. Then mm. none none the wise is no penalty. Correct. Um, yeah. But this is an interesting situation where was the ball back in play when the fan put, put it back, back where they <clears> estimated <throat> that they had moved mm. it from, and then the mm. and then the ref, uh, the marshals actually moved it. Into a wrong spot, rather so if we than know, placing we, it in the right spot. And we know, if not known, estimated, but maybe it was known, just not by the spectator. But it, that info, yeah, known there. by known by who? Well, the course marshal might have seen it all and goes, "I know exactly where that ball was, um, and where you put oh. it down." So I do know where it is, and you, therefore, you're not entitled to use an estimate because it's known. Anyway, that's why the committee is there, and that's why we have a committee at tournaments to discuss all that. You yeah, would just I mean, really the, hope that the player wasn't penalised, but there might be scope for them to be penalised, unfortunately. The, the committee can make, just make a decision on that one and uh, yeah. whatever decision they make is final. Um, you know, you've you got to go off the facts in that case. I don't think don't think you're doing too much wrong mm. if you side one way or the other. Just make sure, just try not to penalise the player for something mm. that they have had no... It's outside their control. Yeah, no action and I think that's why players call in referees as often as they do because it provides them a literally a get out of jail free code. Yeah, it and provides that, them that blanket coverage. That's true, and also, um, you know, that unlike your golf and my golf, you know, there are all these variables and you know of the fan, the fan, <laughs> and you know they've got all these hands and arms and um, legs and bags and everything can happen when it comes to fans. So, yeah, interesting. Interesting question without notice. <laughs> Sorry, question without notice. Um, yeah, anyway. Right, let's move on. Discussion. Rules are written for stroke and match. Oh, this, yeah, this is just something that so this, this occurred to me today. So I played an APAR competition this morning and you and I have run afoul of this just in the last week or two, the last one or two, three podcasts, where the rules are very much written towards stroke play. Sorry, forget match just for a second. In, in other words, you count every shot, you hole out, you know, you complete the hole every single hole. And what we lose sight of sometimes is the fact that there are other forms of individual stroke play. There is, you know, Stableford and Pal slash bogey, maximum score and the like. And so when we... You know, the, and this I came a, ran afoul of this last week when I talked about playing a wrong ball, holing out with that wrong ball, teeing off on the next hole. And you said, what if it's Stableford? And I'm going, oh, well, it's still disqualification. Oh, no, it's not disqualification because you keep playing. And I've just sort of lost sight just for a second, the fact that, well, you're disqualified from the hole because you don't have to hole out when you're playing these other forms of stroke play. And I, as I said, I just find that, and the, the one you were was the excess clubs, having 15 clubs in your bag. Um, we think, you know, general penalty for the first two holes, maximum first two holes. But, of course, in Stableford, that's not the case at all. And it's just easy to lose sight of 
I think the rules are very much written for your playing stroke. Every shot counts. You've got to hold out every single hole. But there are some variations there, some exceptions. Um, yeah, failure to hold out is one of them. And I ran, you know, I run a foul of that uh, just last week when you asked me about playing a wrong ball and teeing off on the next hole, holding out with that wrong ball. Yeah, I mean, stable fit. It doesn't matter. How funny is it? Stableford and Par, well, certainly in Australia and New Zealand, uh, the most played uh, forms of the game, uh, and and outweigh anything. I've got uh, a match play um, competition going on at Spring Valley at the moment. It's just starting first round of match play this week, and this is basically the only the club's only single match play handicap match play. Then you've got the club champs, which is uh, off the stick match play. And then you've got a four ball match play um, as well. And then there's pennant, but that's sort of basically four forms of match play that you can play you know, at the club. But most Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, um, even Monday and Friday with their ball comp, Saturday, Sunday, mostly just stay with it. Pars yeah. chucked in there and yeah, our members don't even like par either. So, no. um, it's been my experience, par is the match play against yeah. the exactly against the course. I like mm. par, mm. but the course always seems to win. So um, I'll give you I'll give you another example. So eleven point two is deliberately uh, stopping or deflecting a ball in motion. So if I'm putting towards the hole and it goes past a hole and you stop it, well, in normal circumstances, eleven point two says that's a general penalty you for every day of the week is you deliberately stop my ball in motion. But of course, you're playing Stableford and I'm putting for one point. So it's either I'm going to get a point or I'm going to wipe the hole and you stop my putt. There is no penalty, but the rules don't say that. The rules say two-stroke penalty. Then you go to, you know, rule 21.1, which is Stableford, and there's an exception to rule 11.2, which, um, so there's difference. As I said, the rules are written for stroke. Every every uh, shot counts, hole that every single time, but... And that's where, as I said, I've just I ran a foul of that last week. Yeah, well, we, and we had, uh, well, yeah, that's that stale from par. I was going to say we had a, a four ball community question, which we were going to talk about, but that was that was a match play. Was match, um, yeah. but yeah. but you know there are. I'm starting. We should do more of the community questions around four ball and foursomes because I'm. <laughs> that's that's how I learn. I'm looking at it going, is that right? Okay. <laughs> Sure, because uh, I, I I looked at that and I was like, oh, no, this is easy, duh, duh, duh. and I was like, oh no. So I actually, when I was making that question, I got it wrong, and I was like, oh, oh wow, okay. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Now, clubland story, go for it, still. Well, I, I know you like, build I, it up. No, I'm not going to build it up. I massive know. clubland story. I do love clubland stories, and and I know you love you know, stories from Clubland. So this happened this morning. And, you know, this is, to be perfectly open, this is one of the things I really enjoy that as soon as I've walked into the members' lounge this afternoon after my round, I've got three guys, fourth joined, three guys going, oh, you know the rules. Can you help us with something? And I love that. And then, I, of course, I love knowing the answer. And they've described to me a situation today where 13th hole, Greenside bunker, left-hand side of the green. Three of them out of the four were in this one bunker. It just so happened at the time there was a member of the ground staff working in that bunker, which there is a local rule that says 
if there is ground staff working in a bunker, that be bunker becomes compulsory GUR or now, of course, a no-play zone. Play is prohibited for health and safety reasons while there's ground staff in that bunker, so it becomes no-play zone. In other words, they must take relief. Anyway, but what's happened before they've got there is the ground staff doing whatever work in the bunker has grabbed these three balls individually and just thrown them out, right, out of the bunker. So they're now just laying, you know, next to the green, just throwing them all out. They've arrived and going, oh, I thought we were in the bunker. And the guys are yeah, no, I've, I've thrown them out. Two of them, two of the players, proceeded to play their ball from where it now lies. Okay. And the third guy said, the third guy was in the bunker. He said, I, I don't think you can play it from there. Like the guy's just thrown it out. And they said, well, we can't play from there. I don't think he's thrown it out because he told us. The ground staff said, you can't play from here. It's compulsory GUR is probably the term he used. So, we, you know, he's thrown them out. So we will play them from here. So sure enough, two of them played their ball from where it had come to rest after the member of the ground staff had thrown them out of the bunker. And the third guy says, no, I don't think that's right. And I said to them, did you know that this person had thrown your balls from outside the bunker? Yes, we knew. I said, okay, because it'd be different if you didn't know your ball had been moved by an outside influence and you just rocked up, seen your ball and you played it, that would be different. Uh, you'd be have no problem there, but you now know that uh, this ground staff member has thrown, literally thrown your balls out of the bunker. Anyway, so two of them played it from where it was. And I said, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to do that. I said, what you should have done is recognize that you can't play from there and you just need to take, and it's of course ground under repair, uh, not penalty area no play zone. Um, you just need to find the nearest point of relief and and drop within a club length. Uh, you know, no near the hole outside the bunker. And apparently that's what one of them did, but the other two didn't. And I just thought, you know, where, where does that happen? <laughs> well, you, you know, you know that someone has just thrown your ball over there and you've gone, oh, well, that must be where I need to play it from now. And sure enough, two people have done just that. I wish one of them had, thrown in, had been thrown in the hole. That would have been good. And knowing these people, I'm sure you probably would have claimed it as well. So what uh, what did you do? What what'd you tell them? Well, I just explained that um, under the temporary local rules, it is in fact a no-play zone. So you couldn't apply. Because one goes, oh, I would have known. I would have put it back and played. And I said, well, actually, you're not allowed to play it from there. It's a no-play zone. You just need to find the nearest point of relief. I said, well, you guys have played from a wrong place. Add two strokes. It was passed. So they've wiped the hole. And um, I think they'd wiped it anyway. Um because they know their ball has been moved by an outside influence. They know that. Can I put something to you? Of course. Is it a wrong place? Or is it a wrong ball? Oh, I knew, so I was thinking about this before. I mean, was it put in that spot with the intent for it to be in play? Well, it wasn't dropped. It wasn't placed. It was literally picked up and thrown over there. So it was lifted. The guys picked it up off the sand in the bunker, picked it up, goes, I don't want this in here. I'm doing work in this bunker. I'm going to throw it over there. The players will know this when they get to me and I'll tell them. And sure enough, the outside influencers said, oh, by the way, I have thrown your ball over there. So their ball in play hasn't been lifted, I don't think, for relief. It's just been moved by an outside influence. As if a bird had come in and swooped in and picked it up and then dropped it five metres away. And then they saw that bird moving their ball. They know it's been moved. Yeah, but this has been picked up by a person. Correct. Now, 
He's not so, flying, but it is a person. Yeah. I think I, I feel like I'm getting myself. I'm going to get myself confused here because if we look at nine point six, uh, because they are an outside influence. If it is known or virtually certain that an outside influence influence lifted or moved a player's ball, lifted or moved a player's ball. Yeah. There is no penalty, and the ball must be replaced on its original spot. This applies whether or not the player's ball has been found. Um, if the player's ball is played, uh, penalty for playing incorrectly substituted ball or playing ball from a wrong place in breach of rule 9.6 general penalty under rule 6.3b or 14.7a. Um, so, this is, I, I actually might need, I might need some assistance. Uh, from so someone. I look at it as there's no penalty, the ball must be replaced. Well, we know it sort of can't be, you've got to follow through that procedure. So yes, it's got to be replaced back in the bunker, but that bunker is a no play zone. So then you need to carry out a separate procedure to take relief from that no play zone. I think no, that's not. I'm just, I'm just trying. Uh, yes, they played from not where they should play from. That's fine. I'm just yeah. trying to work out whether it's a wrong place or a wrong ball. Now, I was thinking wrong ball because the ball was being lifted and thrown to a so not put back in play, not drop back in play, not placed back in play. However, however, I'm leaning, I'm going away from that simply because uh, this rule applies to the deliberate lifting of a player's ball at rest, which includes picking the ball by hand, rotating it, or otherwise deliberately causing it to move from its spot. Well, that did happen. Yeah. Uh, but who can lift a ball? Who may lift a ball? And see, here's the issue is that lift is not one of the definitions. No, but it does 14.1b, the player's ball may be lifted under the rules only by the player or anyone the player authorizes. There you go. It's, so that but such authorization must be given each time before the ball is played is lifted rather than given generally for the round. So that ground staff member has not lifted their ball. They haven't they've, lifted it. They've moved it. Please, if anyone disagrees, please let us know. I think that the term lifted is only for the player or anyone the player authorizes, authorize. or the caddy. Caddy on the putting green. Putting green. Mm. But I'll put this to you. Um, if we're, you and I are playing in a stroke play event, I hit my ball out of the bunker. I'm raking the bunker and my ball is in your way. Yes. You mark the ball. You mark my ball without authorization. I would have liked to have asked you first, but obviously I haven't in this case. Well, bad luck. <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to answer for them. Okay. Uh, if I if you Oh, is that what you mean? You ask you want to ask the question. Well, I, I know ask for I, authorization. I know that I should get your permission to mark and get yeah, your ball right, out of the right. way and lift your ball, but I haven't in your story, in your hypothetical. Yeah. I haven't my done it. My hypothetical, you you just think I'll do it myself. So you lift yep. it out of the way. 
And I'm yelling, Blakey, Blakey, and you can't hear me, so I just no, do it. I'm not listening. Uh, you place it to the side. Yep. And I play it from that spot. Yes. Without knowing, that's fine. Yeah. Um, because I didn't know, I correct my mistake. No penalty. Yes, you don't continue. You correct your mistake. No penalty if you haven't teed off on the next hole. Did you know that? No, hang on. So yeah. I don't believe you've played from a wrong place because your ball's been moved by an outside influence and you were not aware that it's been moved. Correct. I'm so saying, you know, technically, I have played from a wrong place, but I'm not going to get penalised for it. Right. Um, okay. So I believe there was an interpretation. Under there is. There nine is. Point, so it must be 9.6, is it? We're, we're, we're in agreement that you've moved my ball, placed it somewhere else. I didn't know, played it from that spot because you didn't tell me. Correct. I'm not going to get penalised for playing from a wrong place. But I must correct this. I must correct this mistake that has happened. So I didn't think that was the case because I didn't yes. think you had to correct playing from a wrong place. I know. And that was what Pr I playing, really playing a wrong Playing a wrong ball, you must correct. Uh, well... I read it the other day because someone actually asked me. And so I was reading this one. So if, if I've got this wrong, I'm going to be really pissed because I was, I was like, I was <laughs> reading editing it. In That's all right. I was reading it and explain. No, I'll leave it in. Um, <laughs> so it's under. And the annoying thing is, uh, if I was a bit more. Um, here we go. I've got it here. 9.6 slash 3. Interpretation 9.6 slash 3. Ball, player learns the ball moved after stroke made. If information that the ball was in fact moved by an outside influence only becomes known to the player after the ball has been played, the player did not play from a wrong place because this knowledge did not exist when the player made the stroke. Doesn't talk about correcting it, but I never thought you had to correct playing from a wrong place. Sorry, you haven't played from the wrong place. That's what Nine, it's saying. 9.6 slash 4. Ball rest played and then discovered to have been moved by outside age, uh, outside influence. Ball turns out to be wrong ball. If the, if the player discovers after playing his or her ball that had been moved on the course, and then that discovery is made. Oh, maybe that's, that's what I was reading. The player must correct the mistake. Yep. moved onto the course by an outside influence. Is that the key? Because the ball had come to a set of bounds. Yeah, it must be. Oh, I need to go back to this person. I've gone and told them the wrong thing. Famous correct mistake with the scurry that... Yes, uh, so it's 9.63. So player did not play from the wrong place because oh, so they just continue play from the... Unless it's a serious breach, but in this case it wouldn't be. The wrong place. Uh, now I can't even remember if the question asked to me was, it, what, it, did someone did throw it? Maybe someone did throw it back over the fence. Oh, I have to go <laughs> back and find it. Um, so, okay, so you don't you don't correct the error. Um, but getting back to this is a real tangent we're going on today. Uh, getting back to the original situation. You have lifted my ball and I putted it from the wrong place. Um, 
that's fine, 9.63, pl keep playing with it, no penalty. What happens if you had told me? You said, hey, I've moved your ball, and then I play it from the wrong place. You've lifted, you've marked and lifted my ball, you've placed it somewhere else. Is my ball a wrong ball? Or, had, or is uh, it in play? Or is it in play? <clears throat> wasn't returned to the court. No, it's just been moved to the side. It wasn't returned to the course with the intent for it to be in play. But it hasn't been lifted in the first place. What's well, been moved? That's right. So if it hasn't been lifted, then it's not because, out of it's not out of play. Because I you didn't give me your authority. Oh, I see. Because you didn't give me authority. I didn't to, give you authorization. So it's still so it's still in play. Well, the definition. Um, You're right, it hasn't been lifted from the course. Of in play, the ball remains in play until it's hold, except that it is no longer in play when it is lifted from the course. It doesn't say moved to another part of the course. And we know that the lifting can only be done by the player or some player, player authorises or caddy on the putting ground. That's what we are assuming because just from the definition of 14.1b. Uh, if someone has a different interpretation of that, I would love to hear it. So you tell me, have I now played a wrong ball or a wrong place? I think I've played from the wrong place. Me too. Because it's been moved by someone else rather than lifted. And you know it's been moved. Yeah. Unless, can, I wonder if you can uh, authorise a change that's already, authorise a lift afterwards after the fact and we, we've had this fact. question we've had this question before in that same situation where um you've now putted but you didn't know that i'd moved your ball and then you're walking towards the green you go what's that marker there sure yeah. and you go oh sorry i forgot i actually did lift your ball and i moved it away yeah. and you go oh well i shouldn't have played it from there i should be putting it back to that ball mark i better correct yes. it and then you, of course you're complicating or making a, a um, an issue for yourself when you actually didn't have an issue. Yes. Because then you actually yeah. return it back to the ball marker, which you shouldn't have because your ball's in play. And... Anyway. Yes. You haven't yeah. played from the wrong place. Anyway, that would be very easy for people to do. Oh, my ball mark. I should have played it from there. Let me correct that. What a little rabbit hole we went down there. <laughs> right. right. It's, uh, I had a club land story. Uh, okay. I, remember I hope it's still. not as long as mine. No, but. I was driving up last week, it was just last week, to tell club members um, to make sure they entered for a competition. They could still enter for a competition even after they had finished their first round of this competition, which does seem a bit weird, but um, that's what the committee decided. And I'm, Oh, you mm. So, yeah, so it's it actually the entry, you know, because if they come into the clubhouse and they go, oh, I had a great score, well, why don't you enter for the, you know, J.D. Leach, play next week and you might be able to qualify. Yeah, okay, sure, you're sure. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was driving up the screen to tell everyone, or tell this group, a specific group, and I was not that far off the green and I saw the ball move. Well, maybe I didn't see the ball move, but the player looked up and goes, oh, my ball has moved. And then all the, all the um, markers, 
how the competitors are looking at each other going, uh, uh, and the player goes, oh, well, what do I do? And then it was such a short putt. It was a foot and a half. And, uh, and then he just, I was wanting to jump out of the cart and butt in, but then they, um, he just putted it in. And he had marked it because I remember that someone else was putting and then this guy had to replace his ball. So he had lifted and marked and lifted and replaced it. And they came off the thing and I said, oh, what happened there? And they said, oh, my ball moved. And I go, well, did you, you know, you, you basically played from a wrong place. Yeah, you were supposed to re- replace it. He would have been that. Oh, okay, no worries. And then they just moved on. Like they didn't give him, they didn't care. They just, they totally ignored me. It, I was like, oh, that guy won't be adding a penalty. He didn't have a good score, so I'm not too fussed. But uh, mm. oh, they just, even when you tell them the rules, they don't. <laughs> you steer them, smash them in the face with the rules, and it's like, yeah, whatever. Oh, I don't care. I'm just out here from the Saturday, Saturday game. Um, but there's my clubland story. It wasn't as quick, it wasn't as slow as yours, as long as yours. <laughs> right, let's get into some uh, community questions. Which one do you want to start with? Well, we might as well go with the most recent one, and this is the four-ball match, people asking for advice, and this chain of questions that went around. Without, I don't have the question in front of me exactly, but it's just like player A asked B, but A and B were partners, and then B asked C, and of course C's in the opponent's team, and then C asked D, and, and, so, and just went on and on and on. And I think where the confusion came in is we know that's the general penalty if uh, breaching 10.2. And I think some of the confusion came about, well, that team was the first to breach that rule. And we know the general penalty in match play is loss of hole. Why didn't team one, you know, uh, lose the hole straight away as soon as that first question was asked? And that's probably where the confusion uh, came in. So if you want to talk a little bit about what happens in uh, losing, a, well, incurring the general penalty, but in a four ball um, and what that means. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, was, I was so happy with this question of mine. Um, Tim and Michelle are partners in a four-ball match. They're playing against Stuart and Charlotte. Now, on the par three, fifth hole at Wombat Hills, bloody tough hole. Uh, before <laughs> teeing off, Tim asked Michelle what club she is going to use. But Michelle is unsure, so she asked Charlotte what club she is going to use. But Charlotte is unsure, so she asked Stuart what club he is going to use. But Stuart doesn't know. So he asked Tim what club he's going to use, but Tim doesn't say anything and then tees off. Are there any penalties incurred and by whom? I think it's by whom. It's not by who, right? I've heard it both ways. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty happy with this question. Uh, Very good question. I didn't actually know the answer, so I had to work this out. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Um, So Tim has asked his partner, so that's fine. Um, uh, Charlotte has asked her partner, so that's fine. Michelle has asked an opponent uh, for advice and Stuart has asked an opponent for advice. Yep. So um, they are both penalised. Why is it that, uh, you know, the first breach was by Michelle? So why doesn't Tim and Michelle lose and Charlotte and Stuart get the hole? Well, unlike an individual stroke play, uh, individual match play, uh, where, it, you know, once someone makes a breach and gets a loss of hole penalty, that's the end of that hole. In this case, the sides uh, both have two players 
And so there is nothing under 28.8A uh, or whatever it is. 23.8. 23.8, sorry. 23. Point, there is no 28 anymore. Uh, 23.8A. Uh, they don't actually... They don't actually disqualify that group from the whole. So 23.8a, penalties other than disqualification. Penalty normally applies only to player, not partner. When a player gets a penalty other than disqualification, that penalty normally applies only to the player and not also to his or her partner, except in the situations covered. So in this case, it's a 10.2a situation, which is a general penalty. That's not a disqualification. So it's just the player who breaches the rule gets the penalty. However, there are there's situations where the partner would also incur the penalty. Uh, any penalty strokes added only to the player score, not to the uh, partner score, etc., etc. The three situations when player breaches rule 4.1b. Uh, so if you you and I are playing together and you have more than 14 clubs. Uh, then it's adjustment of our match score. So we could both win or be two up, but then because you've got more than 15 clubs, that's going to affect the match, not uh, just the fact that you you yourself individually lose the first two holes. So we'd be now back to square. Uh, the second situation where players breach helps partners play. Someone did try and argue that, uh, you know, uh, Michelle asking Charlotte could have helped Tim's play. I disagree with that. Um, maybe if Michelle uh, Charlotte and Charlotte had said something, uh, but, you know, uh, even then, I would be hard-pressed to actually penalise Tim because Tim hasn't actually done anything wrong the helping of the partners play would be a pretty wide bow to stretch. Yeah. That, it's normally a physical case. action. It's normally a yeah. physical action, like breaking a branch out of the way, but also helps your partner as well. Maybe, maybe this, maybe Michelle grabs Charlotte's club that Charlotte's going to use and throws it at Tim. <laughs> maybe I like, cause I, you know, advice is never one that I think uh, should be, I just, it's just so rife in club golf. I think you could easily continue. You could get rid of that rule altogether and continue and no make no did. difference to golf. I don't think so. But uh, I heard I heard it today. Unless unless it slows down play, and then that's a good way of getting rid of it. But I think play is slow enough without it. Uh, so possibly that. But I think it's a long road to stretch to actually penalise someone um, whose partner asks someone else. Uh, yeah. So, and then Matt, the third one was when players breach hurts opponents play. So if um, if Michelle asks Charlotte what club she's going to use, Charlotte says six iron, and then Michelle breaks it, well, I guess that could help Tim's play because Charlotte is now without a six iron. Yes, I would think Poss so. Possibly. But, uh, again, very, very... What's the same wide boat a stretch or something like that? Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, I was pretty happy with that question. The answer is Tim plays Charlotte. Um, after all that, Michelle and Stuart both penalised the loss of hole, and Tim and Charlotte 
go head to head. So. And only 19% of people got that correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm surprised that almost two thirds thought there was no penalties to anyone because, hey, advice, it's not advice. It's not really a rule. And the advice is not, uh, advice is not a breach. It's not an issue. And one of the guys, one of the guys playing today, it was, as we were discussing, incredibly windy today. And he goes, oh, we'll just, you know, we just need to tee it up a little bit. Louis, I'm about to tee off. He goes, oh, we just need to tee it up a little bit lower today, he's saying. <laughs> I think that's, I think that might be covered under 10.2. Is it the I same think? as, uh, oh, these greens are running so slow at the moment. Is well, are they going to run fast is, or slow today? Is that advice? What do you reckon? Oh, it looks like you're putting up grain. Is that advice? I don't know. Um, one of the, the way I learned about the four ball uh, match play, not losing the hole for the team, but actually just disqualifying yourself out of that hole, is I was on a golf trip, two balls in the bunker, two players from uh, each team, and they both played their shots out of the bunker, got to the green and realised they'd played each, other, each other's golf balls. So they both played wrong balls. And it was that exact situation I've gone, wow, I don't know what the rule is. They asked me later. I didn't know. I probably hadn't done any training or anything. I was just very interested. Looked it up and I found out that, yeah, you're not out of the hole. Sorry, the team's not out of the hole. It's just those two players are out of the hole. Even if, even if um, you, that opponent loses your ball, which takes you out of the hole because you have a lost ball, even if your opponent takes you out of the hole with a lost ball because you can't find your ball and then you realise the opponent hit it after the three minutes, um, you would still that would still be a case of um, bad luck for you. It, it wouldn't mean that you win the hole. It would mean that just bad luck for you, you're out of the hole. Um, if you didn't go back and play stroke and distance, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, good luck. How are we going right. for time? Do you want another community question or we... Uh... No, I think we uh, we wrap it up with the GRQ OTW. I think a lot of people have uh, sick of me talking about lifting the ball. Okay. Well, that's that's a, a, that's top a stories are good though. We've got to keep those coming. That's a, yeah, absolutely. And I want more from other people. You've got to, you've got to chi- tune in. Tune in, chime in, chime in. With, Contribute. Uh, Be part of the show. With some with some uh, rules from the club, situations from the club, and Brolios from the club. Right, the GRQ OTW for sixty three. Okay, I've got it here. I wrote it before. Big P gets a go today. So Big P tees off on the second hole at Wombat Hills, and his ball heads very close to the out of bounds fence. He plays a provisional ball. Big P finds his original ball. However, it is unplayable and he proceeds to take lateral relief. Big P, Big P drops a ball correctly and the ball comes to rest in the relief area. Big P goes back to his bag to grab a club and when he returns, his ball has rolled out of bounds. What does Big P do now? How close is the clubhouse? Second-hole, second-hole, not too far. How close is the car park? It's the second-hole, not very far. I remember I was in a pennant match. I was in a pennant match. And this is half the reason that I got into the rules. I was in a pennant match at Melton Valley. And one of the holes, I hit it absolute
and it's nearly on the road, but there's a fence there, and I've gone up to it, and I found it, and I've gone up to assess it, come back down to look at what I'm going to do, and then my ball's rolled down the hill. It's rolled down the hill onto the flat and actually given me not a bad shot. And I didn't, I had a bit of an inkling, but I was like, I'm pretty sure I just played as it likes. And I was like, to the opponent, oh, I think I just play as it likes. And he's like, nah, surely <laughs> it's back up there. I said, oh, we'll, we'll get a referee in. Got a referee in. I can't remember who it was, but if I ever, if I, if I'd remembered, I would have, yeah, it was, probably, it was probably the manager of that team. And uh, he said, no, you have to put the ball back up there. So I didn't, I didn't cause it to move. It just, I walked down here and then I, yeah, the ball followed after me. So no, no, you have to put it back up there. So he made me put it back up there and play it from there. It was the worst ruling I've ever had. <laughs> Shocker. But it, that was before I worked for Golf Australia. Once I started Golf Australia, I probably would have found that person and fired him. Anyway, so hopefully Big P can work out what he's got to do. Uh, Paul yeah. Guy. Tell us what P, Big P has to do. Yeah. It came to rest after he dropped it, didn't it? Uh, yeah, he dropped it correctly and it came to rest in the relief area. He's walked away back to his bag to go and grab a club, come back and it's rolled out of bounds. Jeez. Where, where is his provisional? But he does have his provisional just sitting on the fairway, though. Uh, maybe. So that's in a yeah. good spot. I wonder if that's an option. Oh, we'll have to wait till next week. Surely. All right. Thank you very much, Joe. That was fantastic. My pleasure. Always happy to help. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in.